0: Hello. Hi. I never know how to enter these. Anyway, as you can see, this is not going to be a new episode as I record this on Halloween. Happy Halloween. Plus one, I guess, as of, as of the time you're maybe listening to this or the starting point of that. But yeah, I never really thought to do this before, but I probably should have, of posting or reposting other episodes instead of not having a new one at all and doing an, probably an arbitrary introduction. But yeah, I selected this one for two primary reasons one it's the closest one to when you know this was a year ago i guess which is to say that this episode with mitch was recorded on october 29th 2020 released october 30th 2020 and then now a year and plus two days, November 1st, 2021, is when it's being released, or re-released, I should say. So, that's kind of cool. But the other reason, outside of Mitch, just being awesome, and you should watch him as Randy on Love on Netflix, and most recently as Cowan in uh, The Tomorrow War on Amazon. And by the way, now that I think about it, this was, I'm pretty sure, the first
1: podcast
0: where he talks about some of the preparation he did for The Tomorrow War, so in a weird way, that might be a good companion piece to watch the movie on Amazon, and then listen to this, or vice versa, get some info about the movie, almost 10 months before it ended up being released, which is kind of cool. But um, the other reason is because when I started the podcast, I was, you know, you try to shoot for the moon and try to think of somebody you might want to talk to, or, oh, that'd be really cool, something to aspire to from a guest standpoint. And that was always my goal, was Mitch, early on and you know, April 2nd of 2020 you end up saying yes and then you know august 29th or excuse me october 29th we ended up finally talking and then released the next day almost year plus two days to the day which is pretty amazing really really cool achievement felt like uh yeah felt like i did something there so for a multitude of reasons here's a replay of an episode that's very special to me and i just enjoyed the conversation because mitch is awesome so there is that but yeah uh as of Next week, back to a new guest. But uh, until then, enjoy the show. Enjoy the replay of the show. Just enjoy. Bye. Mana 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 mana. This is Social Disgusting. Welcome to Social Discasting a podcast where my guests and I discuss our lives miss the wanton hellscape in which we find ourselves. I am Brandon, aka Brandon. Hope you're well. My guest is an actor, comedian, improviser. He's a birthday boy. He's a dough boy. He's a love boy. The man, the Mitch, the legend, Mister Mike Donovan Mitchell. Welcome.
1: Wow, you got my middle name too. Yeah, I, I, uh, a love boy. I've never been called, but I, hey, I'm gonna take it.
0: Hey, rule of threes, right? I had to go for yeah. Go, go two boys. It feels weird. Go, shoehorn in a love boy, I guess, and there we go.
1: Hey, love boy. I, I, <laughs> I don't think I've ever been called it or will ever be called it again. So call me, call me love boy. I love it. <laughs>
0: So yeah, thank you for coming on. I really do appreciate your time. Of course. Thanks for having me. Of course. First question. The easy question to ask and the difficult one to answer. How are you? I'm good.
1: You know, this year is, you know, I mean like uh you know, this year is is, is uh is rough. But I'm doing all right. I'm I'm actually back in currently back in Quincy, Massachusetts, where uh my mom lives and my sister also lives in Quincy, so I uh so I'm I'm hanging out here and and working on myself and and you know being around other people which is is helpful and and people that I can be around you know what i mean so yeah so that is uh that's that's been good like la was in was in like a bit you know it was we were we were locked down pretty bad and things weren't going well there either so uh with the pandemic so i didn't see a lot of people and and i decided like oh i can do pretty much everything in Quincy that I'd be doing in LA so I so I decided to uh to head back here. I brought the cats with me and um it's been it's been good. It's been a productive uh month. I'm feeling good. I I, I recently went back for like a small job yeah. and now I am back in Quincy again. So I feel like I'm kind of like resettling in again.
0: That's good. So you're kind of like recharging your batteries there and getting to be Kind of sociable, whereas I imagine the LA just geographically is kind of isolating. Let alone in a situation where we all have to self isolate at this point. For I know sure. for me, I'm a social being, so I kind of it's not difficult because like I'll be fine, of course. But I just need to talk to people.
1: Yeah, I mean that 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 for me was was the tough part. of it. I think it was also like I'm a single guy, and um, not the single guy, but I'm I'm a, <laughs> I'm a single guy. And uh, I think I've used that joke probably a thousand times <laughs> in my life. But um, for me, it's it, it was like, it was very, like, the reasons to stay back there were like, one, to work, mm-hmm. if work came up. And then work was kind of, like, weird. And also, I could always travel back if I need to because, I mean, at some point, I'm not sure if I will be able to. But I think we're going to go towards more of a shutdown again anyway. But the other reason was like, oh, I could, like, if I'm dating someone or if I'm in, interested in someone and i just think that it was like kind of so complicated to to try to do that during the pandemic that i just like you know just like with also fears of covid and everything yeah. like that that it just it felt like oh this is this doesn't feel right and then do you know comedy is like such a such a so- social thing and it, it it it's the it's a, it's like that weird job where it's also it's your job and it's your social life and like so like throughout my 20s so much time was just spent in comedy theaters and then you go to the bar afterwards with comedians, you know what I mean? It's like,
0: yeah. Well, it's very communal.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean like a complete immersion in like in your job, you know what I mean? Like you're just, your job is your social life and, and, and vice versa. So like, it's that weird, like not, not that it was also the thing of like, I'm still trying to make moves at the bar afterwards or something like that, but, (laughs) but, but but it is just that sort they just go so hand in hand. So you would see people all the time, you know, in your twenties and stuff after doing shows and, like completely social and then as you get into like your 30s and like you stop doing as many shows like on a weekly basis i do i do like one or two shows a month i feel like live shows and so i see people way 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 less and then on top of that the pandemic happened and then that kind of turned into a thing where it was like oh so many people rightfully so aren't comfortable seeing anyone and i was i was i felt the same way and then it wasn't until like july or so that i that i started like my buddy Mookie and Jeff Dutton, we'd like would like barbecue and at outside of Mookie's house, and it was kind of like that was when I really started to see people again. I was zooming with some people in Quincy, mm-hmm. but my thought was my mom lives in Quincy, and I was like, I'm gonna come back here and and I'll have someone who's at the house with me, and also I'll be there for my mom, and so it will be like a good, it will be a good thing for a few months, and I can just work on myself and and. Get myself in order and 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 hopefully make some positive steps towards life and career and all that sort of stuff. So that's 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 why I came back.
0: Well, that's awesome. Well, yeah, I know, and and just from you know listening to Doughboys Doughboys and things that you know you normally go for December at this point, you know, this yeah. time of year anyway. I mean, so this is an extraordinary year. So yeah, why not? Why not a couple extra months? And to your point, like this is a time this year especially where. Self care is paramount because it's so easy for something so unfathomable to creep in and, frankly, really fuck with you. Yes, it's very easy to to let that get to you and and to not even really notice it if it does it kind of relatively incrementally. So I completely get it. Like it's with something, yeah, that is just so like cinematic but unfathomable and kind of unquantifiable that yeah, you know, it's like this bull that is just chasing you and all you can do is do the best you can to keep that the breakdown that is that bull from just fucking you up.
1: Uh Yeah. I mean, that's yes. hundred percent. And, and I think I'm doing okay with that. And I, I, I do, it, it is, it is, it is great to be back around people in Quincy who like, I feel like there is a thing here where people, when they're getting to their like late thirties and forties and even fifties and stuff, like they still do try to, See like friends and people, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Not that that's not a thing in L.A., but it just is like a little bit more complicated. I think, like you were saying, with like distance and stuff like that. And a lot of people leave, and then you know, like, or have families and stuff like that. But like, there's a lot of people here who have families, and they're still da- You still will see them on a weekly basis if you want to, you know what I mean? So, so it's 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 good to be back here and have that option. And but by now, seeing them is like you know outside somewhere, and that's where things are really about to shut down here you know just with the cold months so i wonder how that's gonna be i might i mean like i might stick around for a while or i might go back to la when when things are are like a little bit warmer you know like february or something or or march uh head back head back that way so we'll 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 see i think you're right it's just wherever the bull chases me i'm just gonna go (laughs) you know
0: yeah, as long as I I keep that distance, enough of a distance anyway. Yeah, where I don't get poked in the in the hiney at this point. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm looking for. Because uh, I I don't want to feel that pain. But yeah, I mean to your point, like everything is just so deeply uncertain, and especially you know at this very moment. Well, let's just stick to COVID related things. Yeah, but but so deeply uncertain, uh, and you know with everything happening right now. Of getting back up to to numbers, frankly, the numbers of when I first started this podcast, to the original. That it's unfortunately come full circle, but full circle implies we've completed the circle. And it's like full circle, but we're like halfway to the circle. I don't really know how that that metaphor works exactly, but it's all just a lot. Everything is just a lot right now. It's
1: it's a lot right now. My fear is that things are going to get bad because like when if you remember when it started and things started to get bad it was like mid-march which is like cold but like we were moving towards like april and may you know what i mean like it was moving towards like kind of like warmer weather and i'm just like we're moving into cold weather now and i and i just i i i fear what will happen in like you know the rest of this month and and over the rest of november and and december and you know and then god january and all that so i know i'm 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 nervous about it but i really want this shit to be over with next year as i know everybody does and i i just i i hope the bull i hope the bull (laughs) fucking kills over at some point i I just i'm sick of running
0: yeah i'm i'm not pro bullfighting because of the violence toward the bull but for the sake of this metaphor i'm pro bullfighting murder (laughs) the bull please murder the bull Humanely impossible, but mercifully at the very least and definitively. That oh makes.
1: yeah, 100% against killing <laughs> bulls, but in this yes. scenario, give me some bull jerky, mm-hmm. fucking chop up, give me a bull burger, I don't give a shit, just kill the bull.
0: <laughs> like The official stance of this podcast is pro-literal bull. But anti metaphorical bull. Yes. Bull.
1: Goodbye to the metaphorical bull. It's going. <laughs> it's
0: going. Uh, go. Hashtag fuck you metaphorical bull. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great hashtag. <laughs> it takes up pretty much like all the characters I can use, so, so that's not. So maybe it's like a two threader uh, <laughs> uh, by by proxy, but yeah, you know. But yeah, it's it's just also tough.
1: I wonder. I wonder if there's ever been anyone using that hashtag before. My guess is no, but.
0: If Everybody there is, else. I don't know. I, I'd be impressed if there was. Now I gotta yeah. check. I have a question that's kind of stupid. The question is, and I've, you maybe have, have mentioned this on Doughboys, but is Quincy in like the New England area? And I know you're you're in there, you're there, and it's currently we're nigh upon a handful of days away from Halloween. Is that kind of a spooky place, Quincy? Well, I think I think
1: like New England in itself is like a spooky place, just because you know, like there are, you know, buildings that have been around for, you know, whatever, 400 years sometimes, you know what I mean? and Yeah. I think so. any Anytime you have history like that, I just feel like there is, like, look, a lot of people give me crap because I believe in ghosts, but I, I just want to say, like, it's that sort of thing of, like, whatever you believe in, you can believe in, like, energy. You know, like, if you go into, like, a house where, like, people were slaughtered, like you're gonna feel something you know what i mean like
0: i'm I'm, I'm a vibes person like i I, like and even then i feel even when i just said that i felt defensive because it's like because you say vibes and i feel like people are like hippy dippy or whatever but Mm -hmm. i do i do genuinely believe that there's something about energies and it's like sometimes you just get this ominous vibe and i completely believe it
1: the energy thing to me is like i think is maybe what i believe in most so like you know when a place has a lot of history or something like that, or like you can you can usually feel something like that. I I can at least, but I don't, people have told me that I'm an empath, and I don't know if that's true or not. But I but I and I and I and I, I don't really know much about that stuff, and I've never seen anything in my life. But like mm-hmm. definitely have like felt stuff and and been like oh there's like something weird or this feels weird or something like that. And and a lot of people probably just rolling their eyes at the at the idea of like an empath, anyways. <laughs> but but like I do I do believe in that, and I I do believe that there's like a lot of like. History or or you know like something like that in an area like you can feel some sort of residual energy or something like that. So
0: I feel like there's a weight or something. I can't explain it. Yeah, and I yeah. I, I,
1: I know I know that I I agree with you that I I am defensive on it a little bit and I know and I get it and I get people who roll their eyes and I also get that too. But for sure, I think that new. I mean, like of course there's Salem, which is you know where the witch trials were, but yeah, there's definitely like a lot of and New England has just a lot of 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 old historical places where there were a lot of lives lived and a lot of things happening so that i think that there is i think it is a little bit of a spooky place in that way there's there's no doubt there's there's some energies and stuff i mean i'm sure i'm sure old england is uh is even more so the uh uh like a a spookier place and i went to like a couple of like super old bars in england and and it is crazy it's wild when you when you go into a place that's like hundreds of years old and but yeah, New England has that same deal where, you know, like the the the, the Adams uh, mansion is is, uh, you know, I can I, I go on walks like mostly almost. I try to go every day when I'm here in Quincy and I and you can walk by the Adam mansion, the Adams mansion. And it's not that it's not that far away from my house. And you know, it's a
0: beautiful it. house. I just Googled it uh, yeah. before we started recording just to get a look of it because I know you've mentioned it. And what a beautiful house Like built in 1731.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about a about a, almost a three hundred year old house. You know,
0: that's unbelievable. Which is um, it's amazing too because I see seventeen thirty one. My brain knows what that is, but I can't really fully comprehend it. And yet, it's a drop in the bucket relative to literally any place in Europe.
1: Yes, I mean that is that that is that's the crazy thing with 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 Europe is yeah, it's spooky. But then I'm I'm guessing that there you know there's places in in London and there's places in in italy and stuff i mean that's yeah. and i'm not even getting to the places that are you know have history that's even beyond that but but just in the places that i visited where you could just see that there's things that are hundreds and hundreds of years old i quincy was established in i think 1625 because that's on the sign when you when you drive in but it was originally i think a part of boston and that became a part of braintree and then was quincy i don't think it, i don't think it became quincy and I, don't, I don't, i'm not sure i should know the history more but yeah you know like just a place that people have been for like hundreds and and hundreds of years you know there's there's definitely something going on you know what i mean there's there's (laughs) there's there's definitely feelings of 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 being lived in you know what i mean it's 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 a it's like when you buy a a, like something that's used you can tell that like it's been used before (laughs) like there's
0: yeah (laughs) or if you get a new pair of jeans oh boy it takes a while to work those jeans in (laughs) as opposed to as opposed to a nice comfy pair yeah but you know what? I, I I
1: love I love the spooky season. I love fall, so I, I'm 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 happy to be here for for Halloween and for a fall. It's, it's 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 fun.
0: I do too. And I went. I actually have been to Boston once, and I went there for a handful of days, and you know, went to the did the tourist stuff. And like, this is the oldest bar in the United States. And honestly, yeah. it's uh, as you know, I, I'm I'm a history minor because I'm fascinated by it. So just going around there, even then, it was just I was just overwhelmed by just the idea of. Who all walked the same steps I did? Stuff like that mm. in a really cool way overwhelms me. I love that.
1: Did, did you go to the the what is it called? The Bell in Hand? Is that the? Yes. The, yeah. Yep.
0: It's a beautiful place. Like I like mm-hmm. all the cobblestones, and it's just a Boston's a great city.
1: Hey, I love it. It it uh, it gets a bad rap, and, and it, it it's justified in in many ways, but <laughs> with 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 some stuff. But it is it is a beautiful city with like a lot of cool history. So. And honestly, I think that for the most part, like, I think that most of the people here are are good people. There is just, there's, there are just some shitty people too, of course, like every, 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 yeah. every other city. So
0: I do think a little bit of it's been amplified in the wake of what, since '04, or whatever it was, all the various championships that have been run. So, yeah. like, all the sports fans really jump on the, uh, the hate bandwagon. That was not, that was not great for i mean like there was
1: just like an overexposure of of boston it
0: it was too much too soon yeah it went from nothing to everything yeah and it made which is funny because like just the historically speaking like the massive underdog to all of the championships yeah (laughs) and then then the resentment that came with that which i mean i I say this by the way and i'm a i'm a huge patriots fan have been for 20 years so i guess pretty much in line with when brady first started admittedly but uh Hey, you, you didn't you didn't know it was going to be that good then? So, well, I, that is true. I, I'm curious about your thought on this. I'm kind of relieved he's gone because I don't like him as a person, but he's very good at what he does.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I like I like love him, but also like I I can't. It's hard to judge, you know. Like
0: I know, yeah, it's, yeah.
1: It's hard to judge someone as a person, and there's obviously things that like he's you know, that people have aligned him with that, that I, that I like, you know, he had, he definitely had a MAGA hat in his, in his locker at one point.
0: He definitely has the profile of a MAGA guy too.
1: Yeah. I mean like, also like it is that sort of thing of like, I don't like, I don't love like the, like the handsome quarterback guy. Like how am I supposed (laughs) how am I supposed to relate to like the, 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 the the cool quarterback man? You know what I mean? Like, that's like, I think a lot of people would like to think that they relate to someone (laughs) like that, but like,
0: Oh, you have no flaws. My my flaws are my strengths. That's like yeah. all I've got. Yes, I can't relate to that at all. Yes, like, that's, that's that's that like. <laughs> so of
1: course, like oh, I like it's that sort of thing of like fuck you, I want to punch you in your handsome face, you asshole. But <laughs> yeah, but he's but you know like in my intro, I, I did a, I did a video with him quickly and 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 he was and he was nice. You know what I mean? He was like a he was he was he was a nice enough guy and and I feel like. To be in that position is like really weird, obviously. And I do, I like, I think there is like a lot of, I think that there's, I think there's some good things on Twitter where like people, you know, like call people out and that can be a good thing. And then I think sure. that there is like, as a society, we're like, we kind of try to pry and are presumptuous on stuff. And I can't really judge Brady as a person because I like only know him from that one interaction. I don't That's know fair. what yeah. he's like and I don't. You know, he tried to sell kind of like like when the pandemic was happening. He was trying to sell like a like a like vitamins. Yeah, right. it was like, it was like kind of like a wellness fucking bullshit <laughs> and an immunity. Like it was like an immunity boost TB twelve stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I was like that. Like I was like, oh, good that he's gone because <laughs> I thought that was kind of shitty. But like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I like like people make stupid decisions all the time. I don't know what he's like. I don't know. If he was a good guy or a bad guy, I know that he brought me a lot of joy as a great football player. You know what I mean? So, like, I appreciate him for that because he brought, like, a lot of happiness to, like, me and my mom and my dad and my sister and my family and my friends when we were, like, rooting for him in the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? And he, and
0: I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I'm in that same position. Yes. Where it is, I have so many shared, one sided, but shared memories with him and just experiences. And and I'm going to keep those for sure. I guess it's just a little bit that, I guess with my personal thoughts or fears about him and some of the questionable things and all that, just kind of like years of tension within the Patriots seemingly building up. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of nice to have the relief of that's over. And what's this next chapter for everyone? Yeah, that that's interesting. You know,
1: well, I, I think I think that's I think you make a good point. I think that like for everyone, there was like a lot of like when is this going to end? So there was like kind of like a lot of anxiety about like when does this this like the sto- the storybook few years one is yeah when is that over? And I think everyone was just kind of like nervous and anxious about that. And the fact to be like, oh, he's older, he won a Super Bowl, like not the season before, but the season before that, right? His last year, yeah. he, he didn't win a Super Bowl, which I went and saw, which I was very happy to do because I thought it would be the last time it happened. And it well, and it was. And I that was, was Atlanta, right? That was in Atlanta, yeah. And then I were, ended up working in Atlanta the rest, that rest of the, the second half of the year, which was, amazing, which is cool to get a taste of it early on. But I you knew it was going to end, so for him to kind of be like, "Hey, it's over," was almost like, "Phew!" You know, like it was like, "All yeah, right, yes, that's a relief." Like, uh, like I I would love for him to stay, and seeing him now in in Tampa and they they look good. That's like, uh, it is sad to me that I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, but you know, like I'm excited to have Cam Newton, and our record's not great right now, but I also am like, hey, they, I don't know, I still have faith that they could turn things around. They're two and four or whatever, but I but. I I'm I'm still excited about the team. You know what I mean? Like absolutely. It's a weird year too. On top of that, so like I feel like there might be like little asterisks, is
0: like a like a little asterisk for. I think more players opted out on the Patriots than any other team. Yeah. So this is in no way representative of in any way a fair representation of the post Brady Patriots. Mm-hmm. Not at Nothing about this year. This year in general, obviously. Let alone, you know, the football year isn't normal. Like, people are getting injured, and it's just inevitable, especially when, you know, you can play yourself into shape with basketball a little bit because it's less high-octane, high-contact to where you have hits that are the equivalent to a car wreck mm-hmm. with the amount of G-forces, and your body just can't be prepared for something like that in general, let alone when you're just not in that football shape.
1: For sure, yeah. And also, on top of that, it's just that sort of thing of, like, people around here have been, like, upset about how the Patriots have done, and it's like, well, like... Our quarterback did have COVID just like two weeks ago. You know what I mean?
0: People are like, "Is he done?" And I'm like, "He just had COVID."
1: Yes, yes. And 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 I I mean I have no idea what is what it's like to experience, it, and I hope I don't ever find out. But yes, of course. who knows? Maybe he still is feeling it physically. Maybe he's got brain fog, as they've said, which is like all this terrifying shit that can happen from from having COVID. So yeah I'm giving him a pass and I, and I, I'm rooting for cam I'm a fan so I, I love I love cam
0: I think he's great yeah, yeah i I completely respect him so you had said that you were going to be you'd recorded I guess the episode that came out today a couple weeks ago that you were gonna be watching some scary movies leading up to Halloween have you been doing that and what have you been watching
1: you know what I kind of haven't been doing it and i I'm gonna start as soon as I finish talking to you tonight um, okay my plan is to watch. Yeah, some classic ones that I haven't seen. I've never seen audition.
0: Oh yeah, I need to watch that one too. I've
1: never seen audition, so I'm gonna watch audition. Uh, maybe we'll watch audition tonight. And then I want to watch another one I haven't seen is uh, Pan's Labyrinth. I've never seen Pan's Labyrinth, so I'm gonna it's watch. It's
0: very, it's very good.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to see Pan's Labyrinth. I don't know how scary they are, but there's like there there are like a bunch of other ones that I that I want to see too. Uh, I want to watch Kronos, uh, and there's a couple. There's a couple other like vampire movies that I want to watch. But
0: another good, speaking of Del Toro, I really like Devil's Backbone quite a bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's the big one. I've never seen that either. I, there's there's I, I'm missing a lot of uh, Del Toro. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch something. I'm gonna watch something spooky tonight. But I my my mom isn't here. She so I'm basically quarantining right now by myself. So I kind of don't want to watch on my own.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I necessarily just like, yeah, give me all the horror movies, but I definitely like, you know, I like watching them. I, I'll be honest, the Paranormal Activity movies, or at least the first couple few of them, or something like that. Yeah, they scare the shit out of me. Yeah. Yep. Uh, very much so, to the point where, so it, it's so effective to me because it's like they never show the villain, so you <laughs> you create that in your head. It's so effective.
1: Yeah, the Paranormal Activity movies are. I haven't watched one in a long time, but I feel like I would be. Pretty terrified of them, and like also like the conjuring, you know. Like I think guess the difference between like paranormal activity and like the conjuring is like that sort of thing of the conjuring, and I, maybe paranormal uh, paranormal activity like kind of does this too, too. But mm-hmm. conjuring like just like kind of like shows a, like a scary ghost yes. at one point. But those to me are like the kind of the scariest movies. I, I was I was I, I remember watching that movie Mama. A lot of people don't yeah. love Mama, but Mama scared the shit out of me when I saw it in the theaters. I, I like, they like the the last act of Mama is kind of like can you can roll your eyes at, but like
0: the first two thirds are pretty damn scary.
1: Oh damn, I I think it's really great. I might maybe I'll revisit that one, but just like kind of like that like spooky in a house thing and like some sort of spirit like that is always that scares me. And maybe it maybe in my head it's like the most believable of like horror movies because like. I don't, like, as far as, like, zombies or, like, swamp monsters or whatever, like, Dracula's, like, uh, yeah. all, all that stuff is, like, not as as real to me. And I kind of do believe in, like, we were saying, like, energies or something. So, like, uh, oh, yeah, like, I could I could believe that, like, a thing, like, opening or something, you know what I mean? Or feeling like he yeah. got grabbed or whatever, so.
0: Yeah, those creepy ones and the ones with kind of the more, almost, like, incremental kind of sense of dread, those really mess with me. And, yeah, to your point, the ones that are a little bit more... Kind of less is more, mm-hmm. the less fantastical they are, the more I'm like, "Oh shit, this could happen." and then yeah, and then honestly, I'm a little more hesitant for a minute to go into a dark room without turning the light on than I was before.:
1: A hundred percent, yeah,
0: no, and I know it's not real, but it at least well, let me rephrase that. I'm pretty sure it's not real, yeah, but it still bothers me so much.
1: hundred percent I I, I, I I feel the same way. And like, like, like those are the sort of things that I can still like spook me, spook myself with like more, like when I watch one of those or when I watched, I remember I, I watched, I've, I've said this before, but I watched The Ringing College with my roommate, Matt Grana yeah. and two women who lived like a couple floors below us and we were done with the movie and they were, they were both fine and, and me and Matt were like kind of scared. And <laughs> that night we like turned to the TV around in our, in our, in our dorm because we were like. We were we were scared. The movie worked, and like that, just the creepiness of that movie, like the, the, that 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 was a, that was like a great two thousand and three horror movie. It, it it did the trick. It, it it really it really played on those nerves of like, oh, there's something else. There's like energy or like, and and I it, I just I just bought that that it can. There's this there's this dark energy that can like affect the world or whatever. So
0: yeah, that dark kind of ominous thing, but then it's also. Oh, we have no chance. It's just like yeah. you you watch the thing and you have no control over any of this. It's just over for you. Mm-hmm. Like that that ticking clock element really gets me. Oh yeah, yeah. That no, was that was great. Gore Verbinski's best, I think. That dude, he is so talented. Like but Rango also really does it for me.
1: Wow. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Rango's a, Rango's like a hidden hit. I I feel like people really like Rango.
0: It holds up very, very well. Yeah. I got I've very never seen
1: it. Well. I gotta watch I gotta watch Rango.
0: Oh man, it's fa- it's genuinely fantastic. I mean, I think he's incredibly talented. Yeah. So it's because it, I rewatched randomly, Mouse Hunt the other day. Oh yeah. And It's so fun. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But and and, he, and he, he of course is the
1: he's the pirates man. He's he's, the, he's he's he did the pirates movies. So he's the
0: pirates man himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you know the first two I liked the first one I think is fantastic mm. for what it is. It's like kind of just this. It's just amazing ride and he did a hell of a job. Like he's definitely got a visionary omen. I know at one point he was supposed to make the Bioshock movie, which I think he would have been perfect Wow. For.
1: Yeah, that would have been cool.
0: That would have been really cool. How are Wally and Irma doing? Are they good travelers?
1: They're good. We, yes. They, they've, uh, they uh, they, it definitely took them a while to be, to adjust to a new place. Yeah. Um, Irma is is jumping the baby gate at the house, which is a little bit of an issue. Which we, I mean, I knew would happen, but she's, Wally can't get over it. Irma is hopping over it and coming down the stairs. She's using the banister to come downstairs. So she's She's being a little bit of a pain in the ass, but they're both good. I love them. I love them very much. They're they're great cats.
0: They're adorable, genuinely adorable cats.
1: They they came to me like in a time of like so. My dad passed away like eight years ago, mm-hmm. and then and Harris Whittles, who was a, a friend, you know, passed yeah. away. Got now almost is this six years ago coming up. But Wally I got that same year that I think Harris passed away. The two the two kittens and. I'll tell you, they, 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 they are in a lot of ways were, were
0: like a pipeline,
1: but yeah, yeah. yeah lifesavers to me. I, I, I really feel like they, they, you know, I live alone and, and, and they were just two of these beautiful little beings that were little babies. And I, and I raised them and, and I bonded with them and they're always there for you. No matter, you know, no matter how you feel and they'll come and sit on your lap and follower on the house because because they love you and and that's that is just I I, I, I love them both very much I it, it makes me it, it makes me appreciate animal you know like all animals really but yeah I especially love cats dogs are great too but but I had two cats growing up and and just having having Wally and Irma around has been has been really important to me in the, in the last few years
0: I love that I grew up with with dogs just as a kid mm. but uh, it's just me at my house with my cat. And she, I'm really bad with timelines and dates, especially this year where time doesn't really mean anything. But yeah, but yeah she's been here since I've had this house at, at the very least. Pro- honestly, about 10 years, I'd say at least, maybe 15. Wow, yeah. But my, yeah, my former roommate found her, her his dad found her as just a kitten in the woods. Wow. And she's just been here ever since. And yeah, I know exactly what you mean, though. like. You can't underestimate that companionship.
1: How how do you feel about having a dog and now having a cat? Do you like, do you have a preference or do you think that they're both great?
0: I just think they're so, so different. Honestly, it's difficult for me to say, you know, to me, it's just like, I don't, when somebody says like, are you a cat person or a dog person? I'm like, I just, they're so dramatically different to me that I love dogs and I love cats and you just get two very different things from them. Yeah. Cats though, I, you know, like, like you said, like growing up, it was dogs for me and I love cats. I do. I completely Hell understand yeah. it. I never had like an antagonistic relationship with them before, mm-hmm. but I just never had any kind of long term experience, and I 100% get the appeal. Hell yeah, I'm with you. Pro cats, anti pro cats, pro real bulls, anti metaphorical bulls. <laughs> <laughs> we we are actively in real time defining the active and pro dogs for the pro record. dogs. I'm
1: pro dogs too. I love I love I pro love pro dogs,
0: dogs. Pro cat. Pro Bowl. Metaphor-
1: Metaphorical animals? That's a different That's a different question.
0: Metaphorical bulls? GTFO. <laughs> 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 Do you like being in Atlanta? And you were in Atlanta for quite a while. I know filming. Yeah. Any number of things, but I know uh, Tomorrow War. Do you like kind of being on the road that long? Do you kind of adjust well? Because I know Atlanta is just. I mean, it seems like everything films in Atlanta at this point.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a ton of stuff in Atlanta. Um, and I had never really shot too much in Atlanta, so I. But I. But I. So I was, you know, I was. Uh, I was excited to go and travel down there and, and check it out. I do like to travel, so I don't have an issue with like going to places for a long stretch of time or whatever. I, I think that yeah. like a lot of people, like I could tell when I was even there that like a lot of people like I want to get back home or whatever. And I maybe it's because I like you know Wally and Irma were really the only things that I like wanted to see, and I had people checking in on them all the time, and I. Yeah. Had a camera to see him and stuff. And I did miss them. And like getting home and getting to see them was the thing that put like I was down to stay and do whatever. You know what I mean? Like uh, I like I was I was happy to kind of stick around Atlanta and check it out and, and be there. So
0: outside of well, I mean, geographically, it's just a giant place, but got to be there's so much to do there, too. No doubt. It's like mm-hmm. it's a hub of some, Well, CNN and Coca-Cola, but it's got a noted aquarium and they're just the aquarium is great. I went to the aquarium.
1: Uh, I went to the I did go to the the Coca-Cola museum which is kind of shitty uh
0: which is surprising but i can also see why that would be the case it's just it's
1: like so made by coca-cola you know what i mean there's there's a civil rights museum which is great there was yeah it was it was really great and saw uh martin luther king's birthplace i believe and like a bunch of and then there's a there's like a memorial set up for him with like kind of like a little museum too that was really great yeah a lot of cool history when we were learning to shoot guns, we went to. Um, now I'm forgetting his name. Medea. Uh,
0: oh, Tyler Perry.
1: Tyler, yeah, we went to Tyler Perry Studio, which is like a big, giant, beautiful. studio. That thing is huge. Yeah, yeah, it was that was that was cool to see too, and that's where we, we practiced kind of shooting guns, and it was like in a space where like Walking Dead and shit had filmed. I mean, like so many places we went to is like also yeah. where Walking Dead filmed, but um, because <laughs> they, you know, they they filmed everywhere. I'm sure in that in that city. But um, yeah, no, it was cool. The food was really good there. atlantas a, I like Atlanta a lot. I, I, I had a good time there. I, I, you know, I went towards the end of August and then, you know, I was there in September, October, November, December, you know, but. Yeah. So I don't know if I experienced like the, when I was first there to, to do training or whatever, it was hot. Like it was like, there was one day where we were training. I thought I was going to like pass out. But besides that, it was, it was just kind of nice and beautiful. And I was happy to be there. It was, it was. It was a good experience all around.
0: When you're doing a movie, military movie... It is a military movie. It's Tomorrow War. But are you doing a lot of training for something like that? Or is it as much to, like, look like this is what you do for... Like, I fight. This is what I do. To make it convincing?
1: <laughs> yeah. You, we, we, like, it is that sort of thing where you're like, you... I think it was just to, like... Be able to move like how some soldiers would move with yeah. like a little bit of training, and then also to like hold guns. I mean, like the, the whole thing was basically more about safety. So like there was a gun guy on the on the movie. His name was Donnie. I remember when he was tell, sh- showing us like with blanks or whatever. He was like, "This is a bl- this is a gun loaded with a blanket." That was like an AR fifteen or whatever. And he he pulled up a bottle of water. He's like, "This is a blank," and then he shot the bottle of water with the blank, and the bottle of water just exploded. And then he, oh did, boy. he did it with, like, a bag of chips or whatever, and the chips just exploded. And he was like, he was like, this is, like, what will happen if you get shot in the face with this? Is like, it's going to fuck you up bad. And it was like, oh, damn, like, yeah, this is, you got to be super careful. And they are, like, I've never, I never really shot a gun. I shot a gun, like, once before for another thing with when I was working on this Jonah, uh, this Jonah Ray show. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hidden America. And I shot a gun then, but I had never really, like, I never had really shot a gun honestly like uh, I, I just never had had shot a gun especially a gun like that and uh, I mean, you, that's you, a gun yeah that's a that is a that's a gun and you feel that you feel how powerful and how that is just like a, a death machine it's a killing machine in your hand so that was terrifying and I and I, I'm not a, I'm not a gun guy obviously and and but it was it was it was wild to have that experience and, and it made me think like oh man these sort of sorts of guns like the civilians probably shouldn't be able to hold on to one of these things ever, but it was, it was, it was it was wild to just, like, every day on set, whenever you had it, like, you knew that you had this thing that, like, could hurt you in your hands, you know what I mean? And that other people had these things that, that could hurt them in hands, so when we were, whenever we were shooting, like, live rounds or whatever, that was, it was a bit terrifying, you know what I mean? Like,
0: uh... Yeah, if I was a yodium machete... I'd be conscious of the machete everywhere I went. A hundred (laughs) percent.
1: Yes. It's like a thing that you just like have to, and then like, it is that crazy thing where like you get used to it too. You know what I mean? Which is like the, which is, I think that's the thing that like, and that's probably why they train you for like a full week of it is like, you become it becomes like a casual thing of you having like this giant gun in your hands, and you gotta like you gotta still be aware of that. You know what I mean? Like you can, you can't you can't get too lax with it because it can cause big problems if you if you walk in the line of someone shooting or something like that. Even and also that the shells too. Like when you when you shoot one of those things and the she- and the shells pop out, they're mm-hmm. like hot as hell. They burn they they can like burn the shit out of you.
0: Oh, I imagine.
1: Yeah. So like if it, it like so a lot of times of like. There was like a moment where like like me and another actor like he was shooting and I don't know if it's gonna be in the movie or not but he was shooting his shells and I was like kind of like in character trying to react to like the shells falling on me but they they <laughs> yeah. were like hot as fuck and like <laughs> they like burn you and they're and they're kind of terrifying so yeah those spent shells are 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 scary so yeah I, I got I got a crash course on guns I had not I had it had not been a thing that I had ever really dealt with before and. Don't know if I'll ever deal with them again, but they are uh, they're they're interesting. They're crazy.
0: I can't imagine just something of that powerful because it's yeah. I mean, yeah. There is it's one thing like I was saying before. Like there's a gun and there's a gun, and that is that's a that's a no shit gun. I can't that's, imagine
1: that is a, that is a gun. Yeah, that, that is a no shit gun for sure.
0: <laughs> no, I mean well, they say in the military right that it's that a gun it's supposed to become an extension of you, which I I kind of. Like I can't imagine what it is to have it become that, but I can imagine it's like anything else. You do it enough, and it just becomes second nature. I, I kind of can see how I can get to that point.
1: Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. I know. Yeah, you get you, you get you get too you get too comfortable. It's it's really crazy. I, I you know I I respect people who who use them in a safe fashion and have to use them and, and everything like that. But it's, yeah, they they are a sort of thing that I that I wish didn't have to exist. I, I wish that they weren't around, and I specifically wish that they that you couldn't buy them in the united states i think
0: no i I completely agree with you yeah yeah i look i yeah i shouldn't say i think i know yeah (laughs) that's fair well i don't want to take up too much sound this was so great thank you thank you for doing this uh is there anything you want to point people toward before we wrap it up
1: uh you can listen to the Doughboys, which is the Doughboys podcast which is uh my podcast i do with nick weiger and that's available uh where you can find on most podcasts, and then we have a double uh, on Patreon. The Doughboys double on Patreon as well.
0: It's excellent too. I love. It's such a good podcast.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for listening.
0: And yeah, thank you again for coming on. And you have you have a, is,
1: a, a great podcast yourself, so thank you for having me.
0: Thank you very much. I will take the official Mike Donovan Mitchell endorsement. <laughs> so thank you very much. Thank you. So yeah, to summate, it is pro bull, anti metaphorical bull, pro cat. Pro dog, pro doughboys, and pro social discasting. And then an the, anti gun, maybe. An anti gun, definitely. Yes. Yes, Def- definitely. Thank definitely. you. Definitely. <laughs> anti gun, perhaps, but maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the longest hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> perhaps maybe, but yeah. Question mark. <laughs> so thank you all for listening. Please wear a mask. Please stay safe. And goodbye.
1: See yeah. ya.